Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the PowerCast. So today I have Bonnie Treese from The Brain Domain, and she's in Houston, Texas. And today we're going to be talking a bit about um, her business and what she does. But the biggest reason I wanted to have her on today is because she's overcome a lot of adversity in her life and still going through a lot of struggles, but has created a six-figure business and actually made six figures in profit last year as well, which a lot of people, you know, they might have just hit the six figures, but they're not actually, they're just spending all that money. They're not, they're not bringing in much of a profit. So I've got her on today to share her story as a bit of an inspiration and motivation. And um, yeah, really, really um, grateful and excited to find out more about what you do, Bonnie, and to have you on today. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. Yeah, awesome. So can you share a little bit about your story, uh, I guess, uh, where you've come from and uh, how how your business came about, how you started out? Yeah, definitely. Um, so my story probably couldn't even fit in a three-hour movie. You know, it's, it's a <laughs> lot. It's been an interesting life, I think I would say. I, everyone definitely deals with adversity and has to overcome so much to be where they want to be. Um, but I would say mine was a little bit more on the extreme side. Um, so I've had it rough. Um, and I think people get confused sometimes because my family's always had money. My dad's in a powerful position with his firm, but we've always had a lot of struggle. Um, mm. my childhood, I always say is horrific is the word I use to describe it. It was mm. extremely challenging and scary and, and difficult. And so at a young age, I knew like subconsciously as well as my sisters, we need to find an escape. What's going to be our thing. Mm. And so I loved school. I was super passionate about school and I was smart and I was rewarded at school and told I was good. And I was like, wow, this is my thing. Yeah. Um, so I <laughs> chose that as kind of as my passion, even as a kid, you know, I liked the homework because it was something I could focus on and, mm. and I got to go to my room, you know, to do it. And so it was really a safe place for me. And so I really, yeah. um, focused on that and, um, and, and just was the top of my class kind of from then on. Mm. Um, and I realized, you know, a lot of my peers were struggling and why well, I had plenty of time on my hands. So, um, I would just help them out and kind of explain the math concepts. I've loved math forever because there's just <laughs> rule to it, you know, it falls into place. And so I would help out my peers and, and, and make sure they understood things. But then I had so many kiddos I was helping actually, mm -hmm. um, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed. I don't even have time for my own homework now. It was going late into the evening. So I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll do this, but I think I need to start charging money and that will, you know, that'll take care of some of these people. Mm. So when I was 12 years old, actually, I started charging $10 an hour um, for my time helping them. And I was like, that, that, that's what I'll do. I had no idea that was entrepreneurship or <laughs> freelancing or anything like that. I was like, I just got a, too many clients. How can I minimize this? Charge them some money. And so I kept doing that uh, throughout middle school and kept doing it in high school and um, struggled more in high school, just a lot of issues, mostly with my family. Um, and then, you know, being bullied, you know, it was tough. And so I finally, I got to college and I was still struggling. Things were still tough and it wasn't ideal and um, kind of fell apart, but I was continuing to tutor. And then something happened. It was, you know, a really dark time in my life. And uh, really I hit rock bottom emotionally. And I found a therapist, thank God, and, and met with her and something kind of sparked in me that mm. I was like, wow, it doesn't have to be this way. I think at this point I was 21 years old. Mm. So I was like, like, what if I like created my own thing? Like, what if I made my own path in life? Like, what if this is not how it has to be? You know yeah. what I mean? How it's yeah. always been, but what if I could make something different somehow? Mm. And so I just 
kind of metaphorically got up and was like, let's do it, you know, at 21 mm -hmm. years old. So I actually ended up graduating college with a 3.97 GPA, summa cum laude. Um, and then about between less than six months after graduating college, I started my company. Mm -hmm. um, so I, cause I was still tutoring and I planned to get my PhD, but I was sick. I know we talked about that. I, I got really sick at the time and I said, well, I can't spend all these years in grad school. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see if I can do this full time. Like, is tutoring a thing? Like, can you do that? <laughs> so I said, let me give it two weeks. And if it doesn't work, you know, I'll, I'll get a job. Yeah. Um, give it two weeks. And actually, um, it was full. I was full until after midnight on weekdays and all day on weekends. I couldn't mm -hmm. take on any clients, but people kept coming. Yeah. And I said, if I hired someone, you know, just thinking as a 23 year old, if I hire someone, then they can take on the extra ones and that'll be fine. Well, mm -hmm. I think to hire someone, you have to like be a legal entity. So I formed LLC, I started hiring, and that, I mean, that's really how it came into place. I wasn't one of those people It's like, I want to start a business. It was, I think I have to start a business. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just a little over three years ago, and, you know, we've just mm -hmm. gone from there. So that's kind of the, how it all shaped really into who I am today. Yeah, awesome. There's a, there's a few things that I wanted to talk about from that. And I guess the first one is something you said about, you know, your family did have money. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of the time people feel like money will solve things, but it actually doesn't. And so what did you, I guess, what did you learn from your parents around money and what was your relationship with money growing up and, and now? Yeah, no, it's actually really confusing still for me with money. I'm actually recently and financially independent. I'm still, even when having my business, a successful business, my parents still help me pay for things because I never knew. Mm. Um, I never understood money because it sounds stupid, but mm. you know, money doesn't grow on trees, but I really, in my family and in my life, money was limitless. Like there yeah. was no stress. You can get whatever you want. That's reasonable. Mm. And so, you know, actually just recently I became independent. I'm like, Oh, money does end. <laughs> you know? But as a kid, it was different because I wasn't one of those stuck up rich kids. Cause I honestly didn't understand that we had a lot of money. Mm. You know, like my dad had a private plane and I was like, I don't want to go flying today, dad. Like, you know, <laughs> like, that's like <laughs> um, yeah, so I really, I, it, I actually just posted something in a, in a Facebook group recently about it. You know, I think so many young entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs of all age, especially people who didn't grow up with a lot of money, they just idealize, like, man, I just want to, you know, make a million dollars. Or like, I just want to, no, yeah. they're really the phrase, more money, more problems. And a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know, because with more money, you probably have a more stressful job. You know, it makes you more of who you are, I think. Yeah, if totally. If person and you want to give back, then man, get that money because you're just going to make the world a better place. Yes. But if you're not a kind person and you take advantage of people and, you know, you can be abusive, it's going to mm -hmm. make you better at that because now you have more power and more stress. Yes. You know, and more resources. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think I get money can be great. But it can also be, you know, evil. It really yeah. can Totally. And you mentioned about the million dollar thing as well. And I think a lot of people have that as a, as a goal, but it's just, it's some big number that sounds like a, a dream to them rather than actually what something that I get people to do is write out their perfect day exercise, which I know a lot of people have probably done, um, what their ideal lifestyle looks like, but then do their perfect day numbers. And so actually mapping out what that life would cost them. And they probably find that it ends up being, you know, 80,000 or 210,000 or whatever it is, but it actually ties up with the life that you want to live, not just some big number because you think that's what success means. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think people think, 
you know, I, I want a million dollars, I want a million dollars. And I get it, because like you said, it's such a concrete thing that you will know when you reach that mark. But the mm. issue is, it sounds concrete, but it's really meaningless. Mm. So you, you know, all of a sudden, when you have a million in revenue, it'll change something? No, mm. it's no different from, you know, 950,000 in revenue. It's no different yeah. from your lifestyle, they say, doesn't change much. From yeah. 25,000 a month to 250,000 a month. Because you've already mm. got everything you want. Yes. You know Unless you're great. Charity, there's not much more you can do. I mean, you can't, you can only spend so much. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're starting out, when you're getting to that hundred K mark, it's really about making sure your bills are paid, making sure you have that financial security, putting yourself out there. But from the hundred K upwards, it's about simplifying and about having a, a deeper purpose than just yeah. making money and being financially secure, you know? Right. Cause that million dollar goal is easier than most people think. So then mm -hmm. what? Yeah. So, so then what? You know what I mean? And yeah. Gary Vee talks a lot about, you know, he don't set these simple goals, set ostentatious, ridiculous goals, because then you'll have to keep working. If yes. you set goals, then what happens when you're there? You're done? Like, what does that mean? So, exactly. So what's, what, I guess with that in mind, what's your deeper purpose? Like what's the, I guess the legacy you want to leave or the thing that really fulfills you and your, your contribution, I guess. You know, it's interesting. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that, actually. Um, mm. I think it's deep for me. Um, it's not, because like I said, I didn't start a business because I wanted to start a business. It just kind of fell in my lap, which is, mm. you know, different. But I want to be there for kids. Because mm. um, mm. I felt like no one was there for me, honestly. Mm. And so I want to be there, even if it's not me, it's someone that I've chosen to be a part of my team. It's still my legacy yeah. that I created that, you know, I always say, you know, Kaplan, you know, huge shooting corporation, they do it over a billion a year in revenue. I don't want to be Kaplan because Kaplan has lost their touch. Mm. Yeah. Lost their you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I still want to be the company that even when I'm CEO of this, you know, multi-million corporation, I want to build an actual, you know, real corporation. Mm. Um, I still want to get the emails of the success stories. You know, mm. I still want to know all these kids into college is going to change their lives, you know? Yeah. Um, for me, it's to leave a legacy of a helping hand, really, of like, I see you, I get you, and I know what you're capable of. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so many kids, it's not just me, so many kids don't get that. So many kids come to us, I'm a bad math, I'm bad at math. No, you're not. Let me show mm -hmm. you. Oh, I'm good at math. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. so yeah. people, how capable they are and how special they are and how unique they are. It's hard mm -hmm. to do, you know, with the bigger corporation, but that is my goal. And if we ever lose that, then we've lost. Yeah. So that's yeah. a big, big thing for me, no matter how big we get, is to have that personal reaching out my hand kind of thing. Yeah. And that's so much more than, than tutoring as well, because it's showing them that, like you said, they are capable, they're special and building, you know, their resilience and their mindset and their self-esteem and confidence, which then impacts their life in, in every way, not just in school, you know? Yeah. And what's different about my company, we do have an office, but we mostly go to their homes. Mm. Uh, so that's very personal. Mm. You know, I've walked in on the kid's birthday. I've walked in right after the grandma died. You know, I've walked in when mom and dad are screaming, saying the divorce word, you know, yeah. I've been through it all. And it's very personal. And you see these kids, you know, grow up through the years and, you know, you hear things and you might want to like kind of say something personal, like, Hey, you know, stay away from that. It's so much more than mm. tutoring. I'm part of their lives and part of their family. You know, you're yeah. part of their legacy in a way. Yeah, you know, totally. Totally. 
And I, I wanted to mention as well from before when you were talking about your parents having money, I have a few clients and people that I know that do have that security blanket of their parents. You know, it's like they're in business, but if they can't pay the staff this month or if they're struggling, it's like they know that the parents there to just be able to give them money. And so, and I think a lot of people don't necessarily, some people have that with maybe parents or a husband or a wife or whatever, but some people also have it from being in their day job and not fully going into their business as well. Yeah, totally. And so I think it's about ripping that security blanket off so you can go all in and have that commitment. And yeah. so I guess, how did you find that transition? Like you said that you've just become independent. How did you create that for yourself? Man, so it's interesting. Mine also didn't happen the typical way. I, I wish people don't, people want to be different. I wish I was more normal. Um, <laughs> mine really came about in a bad way, uh, but in a good way that it happened. So me and my, my parents are really no longer speaking much. We've really mm -hmm. separated um, after all that's happened and all the damage that's been done. I think I have also realized I need to, to forge my own path. And so um, we kind of just, we're done. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Good luck you know, is how it happens. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they gave me a month and 25 days. I think it's like, it was a month and 20 days or a month and 25 days is exactly what I was told. And I said, a month and 25 days, good luck. And I was like, a month and 25 days. I had to literally figure out what they meant. <laughs> um, so I had a month and 25 days to figure out all my finances to really look at my business. I mean, we make six figures. What does that mean for me? Like, mm -hmm. because I don't, it's not a freelancing thing. I mean, I have a company, you know, yeah. with a lot of employees and staff. And so, I was like, I don't know what I can do. And then I think I was scared for the first 25 days until uh, got to the next month. And I was like, you know what, this is it. It's now mm -hmm. or never. I had a meeting with, you know, a mentor who looked over all my financials, um, which I think is very important. I think people are scared mm -hmm. of their financials. I yes. personally thought we were doing terribly. I always think we're financially doing terribly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he dug through all those statements and he was like, you are killing it. You could actually pay yourself X amount of money. Mm -hmm. like, you can afford everything. Yeah. Really? I had no idea. And so I started paying myself a salary and we're still going, you know? And so I think yeah. it was so mad because it was done in such a malicious way. It was really, it wasn't done in a productive, mm. you, should, you can do this. It was done in a way that mm. was kind of and so it was emotionally very difficult, but I realized uh, about a month or two after it happened, it was like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And I, and I think it doesn't matter if it's done in a loving way or a malicious way. It, it can be harder, obviously, but something someone told me recently is that when I had struggles with a couple of people last year, he said, they're actually angels in dark clothing and because they can actually give you your biggest lessons to be able to grow. And I think that's yeah. what's happened with you as well. 100%. Too, I have, most people who know me know 2017 was one of the hardest years of my life. It wasn't the worst. It was one of the best, actually. Mm. But I mean, our company grew by over two times in revenue. We mm. grew by over nine times in profit. I mean, it was a crazy year. Mm. Very, well, I lost friendships, lost my family. Uh, first year, I didn't go home for Thanksgiving or, or Christmas. I was by myself. But mm. I also in my first house now. You know, it was a crazy, crazy year. But I think realizing and putting things in perspective that sometimes being in a situation of your back against the wall is not the worst thing to happen. That's yes. when you get to be the most resourceful and you get to find out what you're really made of. Like yes. as a kid, it was absolutely terrible and I was terrified and I literally had to sit there and go, how am I going to survive this? Mm -hmm. What do I figure this? Because no one was there to help me. I mean, I slept with a knife under my pillow. Like I was mm -hmm. terrified. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, but I, but I had to figure it out and I did and I survived. And as an adult, when you have that rug ripped out from under you, instead of just standing there going, I'm screwed, I give up. 
that's the moment where you stand up and you go, I got to figure this shit out. Yeah. You know, that's the most powerful moment I think is when you don't have a choice actually. Yeah. But a lot of people as well would be in your position or, you know, going through hard times and they would turn to drugs or they would, you know, they, they go down, not, you know, it might be drugs. It might be just giving up. It might be working in a crappy job that they don't like, whatever it looks like. You went the other way and you use that to create something amazing. So what do you think it is maybe within you or that happened? Why did you make that choice to go the, the positive way rather than the giving up? I mean, it, honestly, it gives me goosebumps. I wish I had an answer for you. I think, um, cause it's hard for me. I'm one of those people. I really struggle with uh, taking credit for things. And it's one of my downfalls. I always tell people like, how'd you build a successful business? I say, I don't, I don't know. I just kind of, <laughs> you know, I know it, Yeah, but I have a hard time with that. And so, that's one thing I've grappled with throughout my entire life. Cause like I said, me and all my siblings and everyone, we had to find something and I found school and they didn't mm. they completely different ways. Our lives are, I mean, could not be more different. You, if you saw them next to me, you would not think we were related. Mm. Um, and so why did we choose something different? I don't know. You know, I don't want to give myself credit. I was smarter. I mean, I don't know. I think I was lucky in a way that I saw what my siblings chose and I was mm. like, Oh, that doesn't work out so well. I don't want that. Mm. Yeah. But even later in life, I think I just know, I just, I guess luck again from seeing what happened to my siblings saying, well, that sucks. So I realized when you give up or when you go this path, it doesn't work out. I don't want that. Yeah. You know? And I think mm. it's just working hard. You know, I, I don't think it's always, you know, you need to work, you know, 20 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. You need to get off your ass and, mm. and try put yourself out there and yeah. risk it. Yeah. And I think people are, and I get it, but the only reason I think so, people get to be really successful because they just gave it a shot and just said, what if, mm. you know? Yeah. That's I love that. What if in two weeks it works? And yeah. In two weeks it works. Yeah. And if you put yourself out there and I was saying to someone the other day, you know, if you put a post up and you're offering a higher end package, cause a lot of people are scared to do that and no one, you know, you don't get any leads, you don't get any sales. No one even likes the post. So what, you know, at least you put it out there and you try yeah. And if someone does comment on it, then awesome. Right. You know? And it's all, it's all learning whether you right. get the result right. or not straight away. But I also think I wanted to mention what you said before as well was around the, the learning and your school and being good in school was your safety net. So, you know, that's where you felt safe. And so you're not going to go and do drugs, for example, that's like out of control when you've got something that's actually creating right. power and strength for you that's in your control. And I think things just snowballed from there for you leading to those. Yeah. And again, I'm so glad that someone, my teacher is recognizing me. Wow, you're smart. Let's encourage this. Mm. I wonder what happened to so many other children who have it rough. I mean, I'm sure I wasn't the most pleasant kid. I mean, I had a rough life. I remember I slept in the nurse's office two hours a day a lot of the time, you mm. know. I wasn't, you know, super eager. But someone saw me and was like, you're smart. Let's dedicate yourself. Mm. What, happened, what would happen if that happened to all these other kiddos? Yeah. She's drugs. Would they say, wow, someone recognizes me? Mm. This. You know what I mean? That's one reason I'm doing all of this. So yeah. I think again, lucky that someone saw that in me and decided to reach out. If they hadn't, I don't know. I don't mm. know what I would have chosen as a passion. A passion. Mm. Yeah. No, I love that. And so I guess uh, I, I could just talk to you for ages, but we do have to wrap up soon. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to ask. So I've actually had some some people experiencing this recently and reaching out to me where they said 
you know, they felt like they've grown and they've t- they're taking steps forwards, but they've actually lost friends or family because of that. Yeah. So how did you deal with that? And what, what do you do to be able to still have support in maybe different areas or yeah. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. I, I, that was my big thing in 2017 was I lost a lot of support, mm-hmm. lost my family, lost my best, best, best friend. We used to went separate ways. Um, but I think if it's because you're working too much, then there's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, and that's not what happened with mine. If it's because you realize you're going different ways mm-hmm. and that, that's okay, you know, but it was tough to find that support. I found it in different Facebook groups, but it's hard also because they don't live here, you know, so mm-hmm. are, are these friendships if I don't get to see you, mm-hmm. you know, it's tricky. Um, but I would say, you know, being, you have to learn to be comfortable with yourself, obviously is the hardest part, I think, especially yeah. at and then going and finding local groups, local entrepreneur meetups, they may not be your age, but they may meet someone else, you know, yeah. um, just meeting people who are in similar fields and you can support each other. I think mm-hmm. that's the best way is to do the meetups locally, then yeah. you can at least locally, but in the online community, oh, I have so many people I consider very, very close online, but oh, it's important yeah. to have that face-to-face stuff too, because it feels more real, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And so what are some... Uh, things that you're looking forward to this year i know it's january we're just starting the year what are some things you're looking forward to in your business but any lifestyle things as well yeah so i just moved into this house the very end of december so i'm super excited about that Mm -hmm. my dog has never lived in a house before so she is loving our yard and she just walks around like there's so much space Uh, so i'm (laughs) super excited about that um uh personally but then business wise i uh we hired someone towards the end of last year to really help us systemize because a lot mm-hmm. of it, you know, I have no experience as an entrepreneur. I didn't know any entrepreneurs when I started, no idea what I was doing. So it was all in my head. Mm-hmm. So she helped me get all of our systems on paper and, and, you know, actually written out so I can delegate it to others and people like that. And so what we're trying to do is by the end of February, have all of our systems perfect for Houston. Mm-hmm. We have clients outside of Houston and some uh, nationally, now internationally, actually, it just happened yesterday. What I'm hoping to do is get our systems really down and perfected so it just sm- flows so smoothly in Houston. And yeah. I'm hoping before the end of the year to open up another uh, location in um, Dallas or Austin or another Texas city. Yeah. Um, and next, the year after, expand into, you know, LA, New York City, DC. Yeah, nice. Nice. So that's, Perfect. That's exciting thing. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, so are there any last, like, I guess, tips, words of advice, and also where can people find you? Um, so the last thing I just want to say, I just like want to reach out my hand, you know, to other women entrepreneurs, especially, um, I just, I just so get it, you know, and if you, if you're going through the hardest time and you feel like you've lost everything and you've been through something traumatic and you're like, this is it, you know, I I can't pick up after this. I just want to say, I know you don't know me, but you can, Mm. you can pick it up. And there are people out there who get you and you've got to find the support because you can overcome way more than you can ever imagine. You're just not getting the choice, which is the best blessing of all. You have to figure it out and you can. And I just, you can do it. You know what I mean? I just know yeah. I'm, I'm there and I get it. Pull yourself up and you can do it. Yeah. Um, so uh, where can they find me? Um, so my company's called The Brain Domain. And so they can find us online. I just www. And it's The Brain Domain with hyphens in the middle. And then of course we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, all of that. So they can always reach out to us there. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. I'll talk with you soon. Awesome.